are a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody here on the podcast. You are listening to yet another amazing episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure slash podcast slash ramblings slash whatever you want it to be. And good day to you, Matthew Crummins. Good morning. How, oh, how good does it feel? It's like it's almost like I'm out of my shoebox. I can stretch and oh. no longer locked in my four walls. For those listening in and wondering what the hell we're talking about, Victoria officially yesterday ended one of the longest lockdowns in world record history. 111 days, something like that. Who cares? We're we're over it now. And the shops opened up and uh, the cafes and the pubs, etc., were a buzz and we feel normal again. Sorry for to everybody the past few weeks if we've been sounding a little bit forlorn, a little bit down. But uh, I tell you what, it, it got on top of all of us, I think, Matthew, didn't it? Oh, look, I, I think it, it has a way of smashing everybody to pieces. But you know what? Come, I reckon it doesn't matter where you are in the world. I think you're experiencing something pretty similar, unless you're from New Zealand, in which case, go stuff yourself. And <laughs> um, yeah, so, but, but you know what? That's, that's uh, not a distant memory, that's for sure. But um, yeah, we, we're moving onwards and upwards in the world now, aren't we? Wow. Yeah, look. You'd like to think so. I, as as I was um, heading down the beach this morning for a little kayak, a little paddle on the bay, that was just a glorious way to start the day. Just for those listening in too who are not in Melbourne at this present time, uh, it's a beautiful spring day. It's probably going to be about 21 degrees. The sun is shining. It's not just hardly a breath of wind. It is a glorious spring day here. So it, it lifts our spirits enormously to see the sun shining, of course. And uh, I, I just thought I need to get out on that kayak this morning. So watch the sunrise as I was out paddling on the water. And well, just didn't for, overextend just, myself. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you oh. called me at like 10 past eight and said, oh, I'm running late <laughs> because I'm at the tip doing a tip yes. run. And, and now, you, now, now it turns out you're actually out stuffing around in a bloody kayak. I, don't, I feel like the I got... Tip doesn't... Come on, come on. But Tiff doesn't open until 8 o'clock. So I had time before 8 o'clock to do other things and I decided to go for a kayak, young Matthew. Mm. Is that is that permissible? Uh, to be honest, I'd have to check the rules at the moment, but, um, <laughs> but, but maybe. I did go without a face mask on, so maybe I'll get pulled up for that at some stage. But, uh, yeah, we're happy days indeed and I can't remember what the hell, how I got onto that topic and what we were talking about. But um, Something about sun shining and kayaks and stuff like that whilst, you know, yeah, us, us suburbanites um, looked out the window and said, oh, how glorious is that? Is that beautiful blue sky over the house next door? <laughs> hey, I've got a house next door as well. Don't you worry about that. I'm not living on acreage or anything. Or, Hey, speaking of which, um, just a little side note because we do like to get sidetracked. Um, I don't know whether you know of a guy called uh, Justin and his, his last name escapes me, but he and his mate... <laughs> I think I've been first... <laughs> Not a Karen. But he and his mate uh, kayaked across the ditch from the Tasmanian Sea, the Tasman Sea, from from Australia to New Zealand many years ago. Do you remember the two guys who did that? 
I can't. Adventurous? Sadly for them, I don't remember that because I mean, I'd want people to remember if I did it, and I, I don't. <laughs> I know. I was like, no, yeah. not really. Crediting them enormously. Probably exciting then, for like seven minutes, and then I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Well, it took like two or three months to do this, right? First, first people ever to kayak across that treacherous ocean. And then they thought, no, that's not enough. So what we thought we might do is walk unassisted from the ocean down in Antarctica to the South Pole and back again. Again, something that had never been done before. And Justin and his mate went and did that. Anyway, since then, I've got to, I've met Justin a couple of times. I actually met him in the Flinders Rangers a few years ago. And uh, I get his regular newsletter. He does a great little podcast as well, guys. So just uh, look him up. I'll put it in the show notes. Put Tom, put it in the show notes. Great, but, but not um, excellent, right? Great, I'm, but doing, not excellent. I'm doing a great job here. Um, he and his wife and their young daughter, I think they've actually had a second child now, used to live in the blurbs of Bondi, speaking hmm. of blurbs. And uh, they just sent out an email yesterday to say, we've traded Bondi for Bruni Island. Oh. Down in Tasmania. Oh, wow. How is that? I was so pumped for them. I was like, oh, how cool is that? They've gone from absolute suburbia rat race to acreage down at Brooding Island in Tassie. And uh, and they're, they're just, the, the world is their oyster. I'm going to say, you say it's cool. I say it's bloody cold. So <laughs> I don't, well, I don't yes. know what would possess you to, to, uh, to, no, don't get me wrong. Brooding Island, beautiful place, but. You know, there is something about having sunshine as well. Coming into summer, I'd be like, look, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it at the end of summer. I wouldn't trade this. Anyway, I, that's maybe just me as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit over Melbourne's, except for today. Today's lovely. I'm a bit over Melbourne's kind of up and down weather. We've had like rain and then it's cold and then it's hot it's, and then it's not. It's and then it's time. It is that's really what happens at this time of year. It's actually yeah, yeah, probably a good time to go out shooting, is it, Tom? Down like doing landscapes and seascapes and stuff with, with uh, some of the clouds, or is it not stormy enough? No, it's hit and miss. I prefer winter down here over mm. any season, really. Autumn's probably my next best because it's nice and still, and often um, often cold in the mornings, but warmer during the day. You get some really nice colours in sunrise, sunset because of the inversion layers that happen. Uh, spring can be really hit and miss. It, it's it, mm. it can play with you that's for sure yeah you, you're probably right in regards to the fact that you can get some really epic stuff coming through it's often windy um you get some storm fronts coming through and you think you're heading back into winter rather than to summer you but sound even soft those... there like oh it's a bit windy and cold so i might just say it's fine <laughs> You know what? I, I think I've forgotten what my camera looks like. To be honest, I don't. I, I think I should think that if I if I went to turn it on, should I be able to find how to turn my camera on? I should think that when I turn it on and it doesn't work, that I would probably curse and and do anything other than probably check to see whether the battery was flat or not, because that would be the first <laughs> thing you'd do, surely. But I would probably forget to no do problem. that. I would probably forget to do that and then and then realise eventually that perhaps the battery needs to be charged. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a long time, yeah. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like you, I think. Um, don't want to put you in the same bucket necessarily, but when I get on a bit of a roll, I find it hard to deviate away from that. And for the last six months, I've just been head down, bum up on, um, you know, the business side of photography and, and my career. And I've really enjoyed that. And I feel that there's so many things that I still need to finish off. So it will take me a bit to drag me back out there to, to really get um, involved in the photography again. But I'm sure it'll happen. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. But I'm not going to push it, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, you know. Can't force it you, to happen. 
don't want to force it to happen. You want that creativity to flow like the force, Luke, through you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I have had one coffee today. I'm about to reach for a second, and I hope that helps. Oh, by the way, Matt. I, I am. Oh, I'm going to go double chewing up two coffees. <laughs> I'm, I'm chewing up a lot of airtime. I know, but I know, I know it'll balance out in the end. We had some great feedback on our podcast that went live yesterday. Which, just to remind you, was remember how we went through the um, three rules to live by, and then the three rules that you could do without. Mm. And and I do remember last week. Perhaps I wasn't in my finest hour. I, I was a little bit off in terms of form. And you no. gave me a bit of a hard time about it, and and it was picked up. It was noted by 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 Jeff Nankervis in particular, who said another great episode. But Tom needs to lift his game. Bang! <laughs> so just saying what I we're think, all thinking, isn't he? I think you planted that. Actually, I think you said that on the podcast, and unfortunately, a few people ran with it. Yeah. So, well, disappointing. Disappointing. But anyway, I'll I'll forgive you. I guess I we all let ourselves down every now and then, don't we? <laughs> you can't be awesome all the time. As I say to people, look, I didn't ask to be born hot, you know. It's just, it comes naturally. <laughs> You've been hanging out with Mary too much. She's just like too nice of a person, isn't she? Yeah. She is the best. I tell you what, oh, 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 I'm not I'm not in the good books this morning. And this is a topic I wanted to bring up just as a side is, note. Is it because you went kayaking instead of like helping around the house? <laughs> or going on your podcast on time? Or partly, any of those other partly. things? Partly. Yeah, yeah. Matt, you know me too well. You've, you've almost hit the nail directly on the head. Um, we've moved house recently and there's been a lot of, there's been a few things that have come with us that we've gone, you know what? We don't need or use that anymore. And we're, I, well, well, I, Tom, was that, were they voting you in that basket? <laughs> and now you turn up. Tom, Tom. Go away. You're done. You're done. You're past your use by. You can't see any use for you anymore. Yeah. Off you go. And I kicked and screamed. And thankfully, I just managed. I did one last reprieve. Um, we, we, Mary's been selling off things left, right, and center, which I love because, you know, I hate throwing stuff out. I just think if it's, if it's work still, why throw it out? If it's useful, somebody else is going to find use for it. And if they want to pay a few dollars for it, great. I don't care. It's just nice not to have to go to the tip and throw out stuff. I, I just think it's a complete waste. I hate that. So she's got this desk, this stand-up desk she bought for me a few years ago that the motor burnt out. And so Ooh. she's ripped the motor out of it and, and just sold the desk off. And just said, oh, yeah, it's a no, desk. Nobody no, wants it. It's not right. a desk. Okay. No, it's a desk. No, it's it works that's like, pulling, that's like pulling the engine out of a car and saying, yes, now it's a sofa. Because it's it's an it's, you know, like, <laughs> well, it could be. no longer serves its purpose. It could be just 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 uh, just you know just uh, cut roof off it and it's <laughs> it's it's perfect, right? So at eight o'clock or a quarter to eight this morning, when I'm trying to get out the door to meet with you, young man, and perhaps go via the tip, she's trying to put this desk together because she's sold it on Facebook Marketplace and. She can't find the screws to put the desk together. So she's like, can you give me a hand so I can find the screws to put this desk together? Uh, won't take long. And there's me standing there going, babe, is this really worth your time? To which Ooh. she replies, I've sold it. I'm only asking for a, a few minutes of your time. And I said, the, I, I went further into the hole and said, yeah, but how much did you sell it for? And she said, $40. To which oh, I, dug, I 
dug further into the hole and said, babe, is this really worth your time and my time, given that it's just $40? Well, well I guess it depends who I, you ask, isn't it? I pushed her a little too far in that regard. Yeah, I would have said for $40, yes, you can buy it, but you're going to have to pick it up. I'm sorry. This is it. Mary's what? offering to construct it back, find some odd screws in our shed, construct it, and then take it over to her place and drop it over at her house for all for 40 bucks. Wow. There's now, a couple this of hours ir- work. This is probably the most irrelevant thing we've ever said on this podcast. So do, are you going to link this back <laughs> to photography? Oh, wow. Oh, hold on. Oh, me, me. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm going to link it back and I'm just going to okay, say... Okay, I'll stick with you. <laughs> here we go. Hear me out. Give me another minute. Is it... I think there's got to be times when you say to yourself, is the time I'm investing into this project really going to reap the rewards? Whoa. I feel like we just drove Melbourne to Sydney via Perth. <laughs> like... <laughs> For those who listen internationally... Let me tell you, the Melbourne to Sydney is about eight, 900 kilometres and would take you about a day to drive there. If you went via Perth, Melbourne to Perth is about 4,000 kilometres. And then if you went to Sydney, it's probably 5,000. So you'd probably end up doing 9,000 kilometres rather than less than 1,000. So that's a very long way around. It things. was. Yeah, yeah. It was and a very I, long way around. We got, we got there. So, and you know the so worst part of this, Tom? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, take, take home point. No, no, go on, finish it off. Come on. Let me, let me, come on, let me put the icing on the cake. Where's my bell ring? <laughs> That's it. All right, ding, 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 done. Go on. What were um, you going to say? Well, I was going to say, we, I, you know, just, you just reminded me, because that sounded like a whole topic in itself, you know, that we could talk about. And course, just we probably me, have already. Last week, we actually promised to talk about a specific topic we both forgot about. Oh, you're you, kidding me. Yeah, because you Seriously? were going to go and read... Mary Kondo's or Marie Kondo's The Art oh. of Tidying Up. And you didn't. Oh, God, I didn't. Jeff Nankervis was right. Lift your game, buddy. And we were going to talk about that to do with Lightroom this week. But obviously, I knew that you were not going to read it. Oh, well. my God. We were well, too. We through on everything. And then, you know, and, and now here we are. We need a new topic. No, yeah. that, is, that is rubbish. You, you came to me last back. night and you Go said, how about, I know, I remember. Because I was thinking you out of a hole. I was digging you out a hole because I knew that you hadn't had time to read the book and this wasn't going to be a good episode if you hadn't read the book. So rather than, rather than you know, having that conversation, I thought, no, I'll, I'll give him another topic. I'll let him, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let it slide this time. But then you just gave me so much time to think about it during your long-winded Melbourne to Perth to Sydney analogy that, um, that I thought, stuff it, I'm just going to throw you under the bus. You certainly have thrown me under the bus. But the good news Hello. is we've got, we do have a topic today. Well, and it's not tidying up your Lightroom camera. It's not tidying up with Mari Kondo or Tommy Kondo or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to I'm going to smash you for this later. You wait. I'm going to come all guns blazing. I'm actually going to prepare for the next podcast. You wait. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. It's going to be odd, but I'll look forward to it. I know. Um, I know. I know. So we do actually have a topic, and it's very relevant, I think, to this this week in particular. It's what you said up front. Melbourne has just come out of um, this super strict lockdown. Um, we're still not fully there yet, so, you know, let's appreciate that we've got a ways to go. But over the next few weeks, we'd like to think we can start to go out to regional, rural areas, you know, get our landscape photography and stuff on. But the problem is there's 5.6 or 5.7 million people in, in Victoria who are all going to be in a similar boat. And I thought how you know, appropriate it would be for us to talk about some of the times. Oh, hold on a second. I'm going to, oh, have to pause here. Oh, I've, got to, I've got the monitor this morning. So one oh, second, I'll, I'll be right back. You're on. 
You're on. You're on. Matt, Matt, for those who don't know, has um, a newborn. Well, not so newborn now. I think Isla is probably about four months old. I always, I always forget how old people are, especially young ones. And so it's always best to double the number that you think they are. So you kind of go, oh, they're only a month old, aren't they? No, double it. And so he's uh, obviously on parent duty this morning, as he should be. The, the topic that Matt was uh, alluding to as I fill in some airtime here was the fact that we have now been unleashed here in Victoria and it is time for us to go out and take some photographs, of course. I think in two weeks' time, come about the 8th of November, two weeks from when this podcast is recorded, we are actually allowed to travel outside of our 25-kilometre radius, which we're, uh, which we're having to adhere to at the moment, and eventually, and I'm not sure if it's going to happen at the same time, we can actually go regional as well, which means that we can travel out into the countryside beyond the city limits, so to speak. So there's going to be lots that uh, people are wanting to go and do and see. And with that, what Matt's alluding to is that uh, we may well find that the, the spots that we used to go to in the past that we found to be quite secluded and uh, peaceful may not be that this time around, I know during the first and second wave here in Melbourne, they had to close quite a few of the more popular spots around Sorry. Melbourne. I'm back. What sounds what, like he's what, back? What philosophical thing have you have you imparted uh, upon our audience? No, I you know what? I thought I thought you threw me under the bus, so I'll throw you under the bus. So I was just finishing off. Just you know. Oh, okay, no, you know, finish, finish. I'd hate to hate to interrupt that. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Actually, I'm quite disappointed in myself that I didn't think of that earlier. We can insert that later. We can we could record that separately and just insert it into the into the mix. Uh, I think I'll do my own separate podcast without you, just to be able to uh, to do that and go for a big 45 minute rant. You should no, start, Matt, you, I, should, I, you should start one with Nick. Start a podcast with Nick. That'll really do it. <laughs> not a day, not a podcast goes by where we don't mention Nick Fletcher, do we? No. What a what an awesome bloke he is! I tell you what. So back to our topic. Um, anyway, he's had enough airtime now. Um, <laughs> what, so wait, we, did, you, did you expand on what I was saying, or did you? Well, just I did. I, I, well, I basically said what what you're alluding to is the fact that uh, we're being unleashed, and in fact, many of these secluded, peaceful places that you went to in the past and pretty much had all to yourself may not be the case this this time around. And and we oh, found yeah. that during the first and second wave, didn't we? You know, yeah. places like thousand steps up at Danny Nong's, um, the Warburton um, Redwoods, they, yeah. they got closed off because people were just turning up in their droves. Now, how, how this is kind of funny though, because like this is probably the first time a lot of people, or maybe the second time I guess now, that a lot of people um, who have probably experienced this. But as photographers, um, and you know, you've, you're probably much more travelled than I am with photography, um, surely this is just kind of normal for a lot of what you do. You rock up to these places where you're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And you get there and it is amazing. It's exactly how it looks. The photos are spectacular. But what people don't realize is that you are one of 300 people standing in <laughs> roughly the same spot. And, yep. and no one ever knows yep. that. Like it, it, if they knew that and they saw the, the selfie version yep. of that photo, they'd be like, wow, that looks miserable. And you're like, yeah, it probably was. <laughs> but the photo that you got looks completely different to the situation in a lot of ways. Not different, the situation, not the, not the landscape. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me that the, the image is the, a lie, that people are pulling the wool over your eyes? I wouldn't say that because the photo is of the <laughs> landscape. I just think it's the, um, 
you know, it's the Instagrammable version of life, isn't it? Though, where you're like, oh, it's just so tranquil and beautiful, and this rope yeah. swing, and I'm just there on my own, and like yeah. actually behind you, there's a queue of people wanting to take a photo of themselves on the rope swing. So, well, it's interesting you bring up Instagram because I mean that's been the main culprit behind all of this, hasn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, Instagram has exploded since it was um, introduced into the world about mm-hmm. ten years ago. And of course, um, there's a lot of people that want to get out and about and experience the beauty of nature and they see it on Instagram and they go, oh my God, I'd love to go there. And the next thing you know, there's thousands of people descending on places that uh, otherwise you wouldn't know about. I mean, down here on the Mornington Peninsula, I found Dragon's Head on on Instagram um, and and I may well have found it myself uh, had, had Instagram not been around or any of these social medias, but I may not have either, but... You, know, you would have called it something different though, wouldn't you, Tom? You wouldn't have been like Dragon's Head. You would have been like Scruffy Butt's Face or something like that. <laughs> Scruffy you'd, have like, you'd, have, you'd have some That's really right. like Tom-esque version of that name. Tom's Rock. Tom's don't Rock. Say that, don't say that too quickly. Otherwise, you might say something else. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a classic case in point, Matt, for what you're saying. And I'm trying to look it up on the internet as we speak. But there's a place in Norway... And it's this rock that extends out uh, over this cliff edge and beautiful lake in the background, etc. People queue for hours to stand on the edge of that rock oh, that overhangs. Yeah. And it looks like you're on the edge of a cliff, but you're not really, aren't you? Is that the one? Well, well, well it's, 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 it's a fair rock. Here we go. I've, yeah, and, and it looks incredible. And it just looks like the most serene place in the world and people sit on right on the edge, of, dangle their legs over the edge and stuff like that. And I've spoken to a few people who have been there to photograph and they said, oh, no, I waited for a couple of hours to take that photograph. Oh, really? Why? The, waiting for the right light, the right conditions? Oh, no, no, no. I was in a queue of a few hundred yeah. to get that shot. Right. See, I've seen that. I've seen that before with – um. There's a, there's a few places. I mean, South America's got another one. I don't know where in South America, but it's – um. It's where you can actually hang off one of those cliff-looking rocks. So it's kind of like this pointy thing. So you're hanging off it. And because of the particular angle that you're at, it actually looks as though you're hanging off a cliff overlooking one of those major cities. And it's an absolutely insane sort of vantage point. But the same thing goes. You see, All you see is this one person hanging off it like, oh, my God, I'm so clever. And they're not. um, Mm. The drop is about 30 centimetres below them. Um, <laughs> right, but, but equally, right. Um, you know, shot right. It looks like they're on the edge of the cliff, and of course, it looks like there's no one else around. Like they've just found this spot, yeah. but in fact, there's actually there's like um, bollards like to help form the queue to get that shot. It's it's kind of being commercialized oh, wow. so much now. Oh no, that so place in Norway is called Troll's Tongue, by the way. It, it's got a tongue. it's got a native uh, Norwegian word that I wouldn't even Troll Tunga. Troll Tunga is is the native. Uh, word and and otherwise known as troll's tongue for those who want to uh look that up again it'll be in the show notes of course did you um, say it was like that's a hard on it's called troll's tongue in english and troll's, in norwegian, in norwegian. it's called troll's tunga troll tunga i feel like I, I feel like i can yeah. probably speak norwegian now <laughs> so i just be like i'm going to gallery you are, <laughs> just, you are very talented, Matt. So just, I wouldn't put that past you. Oh wow! We have the photos of it. It's actually spe- that is spectacular. You've not seen that before. I, you know what? I I reckon I've probably seen versions of it. But when you Google it, you see right. all these variations, and it's like I can see yes. what you mean, though. Like there are some photos there where it's like a, essentially looks like a tour bus parked within meters of it. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, and speaking of which, I'll never remember the, I'll never forget the time that I went to. Um, 
the Blue Mountains here in Australia for the first time up in, uh, you know, up in the New South Wales Highlands there. And, and you know, the Three Sisters and that classic view, the most famous landscape mm. there in the Blue Mountains and thinking to myself that it was going to be in some sort of really serene wilderness area and you'd probably have to walk an hour to get to it. No, houses right up to the cliff edge, car park, walk, you know, 30, 40 metres and there you go. I was so disappointed. Uh-huh. It's like right on the edge of suburbia. Yeah, I, I was not. I was not a happy camper knowing that, but anyway. So, so I mean, oh, let's let's deviate. We're going to come back to the crowd topic because that's something right. we need to give some advice on how do you combat that or how do you get around that. But I do want to just touch on what you said there. Um, there's, you know, let's take that Three Sisters view as an example. It's a landscape that's probably been done to death to a large degree and much like most landscapes probably have if you look in the right spot. Have you, because you are a landscape photographer, I'm not. What what advice would you give to people? Like, how do you get to that location and actually make it your own a little bit? Like, is there anything that you could do, some easy steps or some easy thought process to make what is overshot, overdone, um, you know, a little more unique? Or do you just not go for the unique? Do you just go, no, I need my own version of that? And because it's a different day with different clouds or sky, like, it's naturally going to be unique. Like, how do you deal with that? Are you talking about the three sisters in particular or just anywhere? No, nah, just anywhere you go. Like even if someone went down to say like Dragon's Head, you know, most Dragon's Head shots to yep. a degree look the same because that's the point. It's meant the to same. look like Dragon's Head. So yeah, or, or, or Fluffy yeah, um, Butt's face or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, thinking of those two examples, for example, at um, the three sisters, I remember rather than shooting it horizontally, I thought I'd shoot it vertically and did a really nice pano of that and waited for – um, a really nice afternoon where the shadow of the cliff behind me sort of crept up the side. And so all you had were the three sisters lit by the late afternoon sun and that was about it and everything else was pretty much dark around it. So I thought that was a nice shot, probably not wholly unique, but nonetheless um, wasn't your classic shot. So I really enjoyed that one of my own. And in terms of Dragon's Head, um, often – I think what happens with that is that um, people kind of go for the right tide without really regarding the light. And um, you can shoot that in a really overcast, dreary sort of day and it'll come out really nice and blue. And then other times you could shoot that at sunset again at the right tide because it is very tide dependent. And you'd get, um, you know, beautiful warmth to the to the rock and to that location as well. So that that landscape is is... It's been weathered over, you know, hundreds if not millions of years, of course, that the, having those storm fronts come through in the winter and, and, and then the, the tranquility, I guess, of a, a summer's evening where there's absolutely no wind as well can just provide a whole different environment that if you hit it up, you know, a dozen times in the year, you'd, you'd end up with a dozen different photographs. So even from standing in the same viewpoint. So the conditions there could really provide you something different there. That's for sure. So so you're saying that really it comes down to, in a lot of cases, it just comes down to the conditions that you're in to get the uniqueness out of it. Particularly with Dragon's Head because there's only, and, and a bit like the, the the Three Sisters in the Blue Mountains as well, there's really only one vantage point. You know, there's there's one best spot to stand and therefore mm. you, you can't, if you deviate from that, you're not going to get as good a composition. So therefore the variable is the weather. It's not the viewpoint. So same with Hanging Rock in the Blue Mountains as well. That's another great spot to go. And talking about people standing in precarious positions, I've seen shots where people have gone out on that edge of that thing. That's just nuts. It's like a nice edge type thing. 
um, that's the same deal. You know, you, there's really only one spot to stand in order to get a really good shot. So it comes down to the conditions. Right time of year too because the light where the sun rises mm-hmm. or sets can make a hell of a lot of difference to where the light falls on the landscape and therefore you're wanting to um, obviously, you know, get the ideal shot, so to speak. So do you have so, like, if you went, like let's say that, you, you know, one of our listeners was heading up to a location similar to this. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they're going to get the shot from the one spot they can stand, but is there yep. like, what else could they do to, to, to make that more, I don't want to say worthwhile. Cause like, it's obviously worthwhile if you get a shot you want, but is there a, um, like, would you then go, cool, I've got that shot. And now I'm going to go and try and seek something out in the near vicinity or like, or would you, would you maybe say like, try and make it different in the edit or like, how do you own these things to make them, you know, as unique as possible. I'm probably repeating the question, but just kind of like, I guess yeah. conditions are something that's so far out of your own control that um, it, it and, and to be honest, a lot of, you know, if you get a good sunrise, a good sunrise on one day is very similar sometimes to a good, good sunrise on another day. So mm. yeah. Does that like, what would you, what would you do to make a, like, cause you do seascapes, you know, your one day seascape workshop down there. Mm. And obviously people are going to be in the same sort of area. How do people come out with different shots? Like, what do you, I'm going to push back a little on that and say, I think it's probably more relevant for perhaps you and I, who it depends what your motivating drive or force is. Because for you and I, let's speak, I'll talk 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 for myself. I don't want to shoot the same picture that what everyone else has got. So yeah. for me, I want to create something that's perhaps a little different or unique. And even if that's only unique in my world, as opposed to unique in the whole world. So yeah. I've got a shot here of just hanging in my gallery window at the moment of Snapper Point, which is a spot just down here in Mornington, not far from the gallery here. We go and go there first thing in the morning for sunrise on our one-day workshops. And it's a lovely little spot. There's a little harbour with boats and boat ramps and stuff. And um, I've taken that with a drone last summer. And the, I, I, the, um, the unique thing about this shot is that because you're up higher, you get to see the landscape in the background and the, and the coastline that goes all the way back back towards the rest of Mornington and uh, Arthur's seat, et cetera. And people love that, I think, because of that depth to the shot. Yeah. That, and, and so, therefore, um, you know, having a drone and obviously getting um, a different angle is is uh, a way of differentiating uh, your image perhaps from all the others that have been done. But then I would argue, and I, I fell into um, trouble with, my Facebook friends a little while back because I wrote a post about the Wanaka tree that we <laughs> all know and love. <laughs> Beautiful little willow tree that sits in the lake at Lake Wanaka there in the South Island in New Zealand. And I basically wrote and said, really, we do not need to see another photograph of the Wanaka tree. Come on, guys, get original. Let's shoot something different rather than just the same old cliche, boring stuff, right? It was mm. along those lines. I'm just paraphrasing. Well, half of the uh, readership said, yep, couldn't agree more. Don't need to see another photo of the Wanaka tree. The other half of the readership tore me to shreds and said, look, just because you don't want to see that photograph any longer and you perhaps don't want to photograph, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to go and get our own shot, Rather, regardless of how many times it's been photographed. Maybe I want that for myself and I want to be able to um, – you know, have that in my collection or I want to be able to express my creativity in a, in a way at that particular location. So 
they were saying that it's not important to them to get something unique. It's perhaps just more important to them to go to that beautiful spot and get that shot for themselves. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Well, yeah, no, I totally, I definitely agree with that. I think that, um, you know, I mean, I don't even think I'd exclude myself from that situation. You know, when I go to a new place, I probably do want to get that that shot. Um, and, you know, if, if nothing more, just to sort of say, cool, I, I've checked the, checked the box and say I've done it, you know, not, mm. not being one of those, you know, hipsters where I'm too cool for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, what are you? Oh, so you're saying I'm a hipster? Uh, yeah. I shaved my um, beard off. I shaved it off. I'm clean shaven now. You, you came to work I this morning. I look 10 years younger. Like, you look like you're about to audition for Pirates of Penzance. That was my parents' favorite musical growing up in the 80s. I can't tell well, you how reckon, many times I've seen that musical. I reckon you might need to speak to your therapist about the reason you still dress up that way then because there sounds like there's a connection <laughs> there. It was their favorite musical, just trying to impress mum and dad, and now you dress up as a pirate every day in the hope that they recognize you. I don't know, Tom. There's just something behind this, I reckon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you uh, tell me. I hope I'm not giving too much away here. That, that, that no, I better talk about it, this off air to you. I was gonna, do, I was gonna segue something really good there about um, dressing up and and Mary's conversation with me during the week, but I can't go there because there's a surprise happening, and and so therefore, yeah. What do you mean okay. there was a surprise that happened? Yes, I. Oh, You've delivered already on that surprise? That will be happening last Thursday, according right. to the podcast. Right. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, so I can yeah. talk about it then. You, well, yeah, as I can. did. Well, I went shopping for a number of items and Mary came into the gallery when I wasn't here the other day and saw all those items and questioned my sexuality, not for the first time, based on um, – the, the gloves, the pink gloves that I had, uh, the pink bow tie. Uh, what else did I buy? There was something else. Anyway, you only got to see one of them, as you know. <laughs> um, what were you we saying? We've, we've gone a little, I feel we've got a little bit off topic here. We have. Have we, we have. or not? We, we have. Okay. We're going to pull it back. So Pull it back. So I was saying that it's all good and well to get the, um, to get the shot of like the obvious thing. Um, and that's all good. Um, but of course, if, you, if you've got a crowd of people there, you know, like it's not unusual to turn up. And if you're not there first, you, you're basically last in a lot of these locations. Because if you don't get the prime position, then it's you're mm-hmm. really not in the perfect spot. So what can people do as they're going out um, over the next couple of months and they're, they're trying to shoot? A lot of people are going to be visiting, you know, um, rural, rural and regional areas. It's going to be, you know, tourist mm. town is going to be a bit higher. And the difference I think you're going to see is that um, when we have like tour buses coming into a place, so take like the 12 apostles as, as an example. Um, if you God. want to shoot the 12 apostles, it's yeah, hard, but if you get down there at the, at sunrise, it's actually relatively quiet because yes, tour sure buses is. don't turn up until like yeah. nine when it's too late. The yeah. difference is now that, um, you're not, you're dealing with international tourists who have buses. You're dealing with individuals who can get there for the early sunrises and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually going to maybe be busier in the prime times than what it may have been in the past. So, you know, yep. even sunset, no bus is going to wait till sunset at the 12 apostles because it's a long drive home. Whereas a yep. lot of regional, a lot of people in Victoria will go and visit and stay down there and probably try and get there for that time. So, mm. so Tom, you know, I was saying like, if you don't get prime position, you can't get that shot um, because of the crowd. Like what tips or do you have any tips or tricks as to you know, what do you do with your plan Bs? You know, what's your yep. plan B? Yep. You know what I think it forces you to do? I think it forces you to think otherwise. And, and you know, I've been at the 12 Apostles where we ran a workshop there a few years ago. It was that crowded. It was on the Queen's birthday long weekend, I think. 
and it was that crowded that you couldn't even put your tripod up. So I just gathered everybody and said, right, we're going, this is useless. We're going somewhere else. And it was sunset. I was obviously prime time. So we went um, further down the road to another spot that I knew of where you're photographing with the sun behind you, looking back to the 12 apostles rather than looking into the sun, just to provide a different point of view. So my point being is that you may well have, <coughs> excuse me, you may well have visualized a shot that you want to have uh, based on perhaps what you've seen already on Instagram, Facebook, um, all over the internet. If you get there and there's a ton of people there and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not, I've got no chance in hell here, that gives the opportunity to think to yourself, right, how could I do this differently? Or is there another nearby location that I can just wander to where I could explore that? Um, I, I just yeah. think it's an opportunity to challenge yourself to say, okay, I've missed out on that for now, but then let's try and make the best of this situation and perhaps come up with something that I wouldn't have got otherwise. So let's go just wandering through the bush and see if there's something else worth exploring or let's photograph this from a different angle and, oh, my God, wow, I love that just as much, if not better, than the traditional angle. So I think just thinking outside the box um, and, and not – I think it's all about a positive mindset. It's all about saying to yourself, look, okay – right, that hasn't worked out for me today, but I'm here, so I might as well go and look for something else. So don't basically just don't don't get frustrated at the fact that you're not, you, you didn't yeah. get what you want. Kind of look at it and go, wow, almost like, you know what? This proves that I was in the right place at the right time because everyone else is here too. Um, smile <laughs> at it and find a plan B. Yeah. I, th- I, think there's, I think there's, you know, I'm a big believer in that everything happens for a reason. So if that's happened to you, I think you just got to say to yourself, right, well, that wasn't meant to be for now. So what's this telling me? Is this telling me that there's a different point of view that would open, that I might like better? Or is this telling me that um, going somewhere else is going to provide a great opportunity for me also? You know, I think it... it, Or maybe it's it's telling you that the beers are cold at the pub and it's time just to pack up that tripod. (laughs) (laughs) Funny you mention that. Um, You know, it... It can be that too, you know. I think we get so caught up in the expectation of it all. Yeah. Um, particularly, I think that's particularly relevant for now too because there's going to be so many of us that are like just itching to get out and take some photos and be creative again and use our cameras and really enjoy that that process that, uh, you know, you may have very strong expectations about what it's going to be like and what photographs mm. you're going to get and we've got to really prepare ourselves for not disappointment, but just the fact, as you've said, that these places will be busy and um, think of a plan B even before you go. All right, we've talked about it already. We've mentioned it. If I turn up at Dragon's Head because it's that perfect tide with that perfect sunset and there's 20 other photographers standing there and I've got no chance, what am I going to do? Think about that before you go rather than having to workshop it while you're there. I agree with that entirely. And I think that it's really important to have that plan B because it's not unusual for that to happen. And I think, you know, as you say, if you go into it with a positive mindset and, and say to yourself, look, it, mean, it means if there's a big crowd there, it means that you actually got the timing right. You were there on the right day at the right time. So congratulate yourself for getting that bit right. A lot of people do get that wrong, you know, like they're there at the wrong yeah. tide or the wrong sun or whatever it is. So um, so first, I think you gotta, you're right. Congratulate yourself a little bit on that. Have your plan B up your sleeve, but also appreciate that, you know, there's always other days to be out doing these things as well. And sometimes um, 
just sitting back and going, even if you can't get a photo, maybe just sit there and just actually enjoy the sunrise for what it is. You know, that's another option as well is we just sometimes can just stop and go, Hey, this is, this is a lovely place to be. Um, And rather than, you know, creating like an environment of bickering amongst people trying to fight for the right spot or whatever, just go, you know what? I'm really, I'm happy for, for that person who got there at the right time, who got that spot. And, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I get back here next time and I'll try and get here maybe a little bit earlier. Um, Mm. The other thing I'm going to say, I will kind of add on to this a little bit. Um, just my one piece of advice on this one. Yes. Um, I've actually been watching a, um, I'm not going to name the the YouTube channel that I've been watching, not for any other reason that it's just not that relevant. And, right. um, but I've been watching, uh, it's a, it's a, we're, we're, we've just, um, as you probably know, we've got our caravan being delivered in the next couple of weeks. Um, brand new build, Ooh, which is very exciting. Congratulations. Thank that you. is. And look, we're hoping that, uh, you know, at some point we're allowed to leave, you know, our suburb. Um, but <laughs> what I've noticed in this, um, this, this, this is, it's a family that's doing, you know, doing a bit of a lap and, um, of, of Australia and I've been watching them and, and they always tend to be in these wonderful locations with no one else around. And it was only sort of addressed in one of their episodes recently um, where someone said like, well, well, basically, how do you do it? And, and they said that they actually research um, things like tour schedules. So let's say that, for instance, you're going to go down to the 12 apostles. I don't know. I'm just using those as examples. I can't really think of anything else at the moment. But you know full well that there are going to be buses coming down there. Even if they're locals, Victorians, um, you know that there's going to be people down there. Um, You can look at things like you said you ran one down there on the Queen's birthday weekend. Well, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> you know, you know like, what? it doesn't matter doesn't when you're genius. Always busy. Yeah. No, the tourists, but, but you know, the tourists don't know or care that it's a long weekend or that it's a public holiday or anything oh, like oh, that. Oh no, I totally agree. But I'm thinking now. I'm thinking more, more so now. We yeah, don't have now, international now tourism. Yeah. Now it's yeah. going to be, you know, like you can even look at, like, if you example, the zoo had a four-hour queue to get tickets yesterday. Um, wow. And if you go onto the zoo website, you can actually get tickets for pretty much every day except for the weekends over the next two weeks. But the third right. weekend, you can get tickets easily because, it, it, you know, what, we've, what we might fail to realize in lockdown is people are still working. So Monday to Friday, kids are in school, people are working. So, of mm. course, it's not going to be that busy then comparative to the weekends. And I think that um, what this family was doing when they, when they were doing these, these, this Wicked video series is they would go, all right, we know that um, they were up in, say, the Northern Territory and they were going to one of like – no, it was, in, it was in Queensland and it was one of the um, – like the the swimming hole areas and they said like we we get down here at 8 a.m because we know the first buses are due to arrive here at 9 30 so we get an hour and a half before the buses rock up mm. and then when the buses rock up they're already had their swim they've done their thing and they're ready to leave um, yeah. you know and go and have breakfast so they actually yeah. swap their schedules around and go cool traditionally yeah, we might like to have breakfast at 7 a.m but if we swap it and go and do this thing a bit earlier, you know, for sunrises, for photography, don't don't get there at sunrise. Don't get there five minutes before. Get there an hour before. And if that means you have to stay an hour less, you know, on the other end of it, well, so be it. Go go to the cafe and have mm. brekkie. Um, so you can really, I think, you, you can to a degree predict when the, the peaks are going to be for visits mm. on some of these places. Mm. And if you, if you do a little bit of research, like not a lot, doesn't take much, you just no. go onto a website and go, most of the buses are going to rock at the same time. And, um, and I think that can help. Sometimes you could always you could always call them, but I also know that uh, Google, particularly with cafes and other attractions, tend to have the peak times listed. So yeah, it has that graph that shows you. You know, it gets busy around twelve and it drops off by three. You know what I mean? So you can you can plan around that too. Yeah, that's, that's great so advice. I, I think there's a few little tips and tricks you can do, but do I, you know? 
I can say now, if you get to any location in the next month and it's busy and you act surprised, I, uh, I'm not going to say <laughs> I have any sympathy for you, but like, come on, let's get hey, real, everyone. You know what? On the 12 Apostles example, it's actually not going to be a bad thing to be down there now before International rocks up again. Like if International doesn't ramp up for another 12 to 18 months, everybody should be trying to get out there and shoot these more popular locations if Mm -hmm. they want because the 12 Apostles is very popular with the Asian market. Let's let's be um, upfront about that. And... Yes, yeah, sure, there's going to be some um, local tourism, but I, I think it's still going to be a downside quieter than it has been. You know, the, the um, coloured bathing boxes down at uh, the beach boxes down at uh, Denny Street at Brighton there here in Melbourne. Yeah. Always again, yeah. you know, rarely could you get a shot without anyone on the beach. Now I'm sure that you'd be able to get down there and probably on a crappy day, but you, the sun might poke it out at the last hour. And all of a sudden, you're going to get a shot with all those beautiful beach boxes and no one on the beach. And that's not going to be the case once all the tourists start flooding back into the country again. So now's the time to get out there and shoot these places. And also, I think, you know, once the um, once this sort of 8th of November passes, hopefully we're all able to travel regionally in Victoria and, you know, beyond that or even that bit beyond, we won't have interstate borders yet. So I think the first couple of weekends will be absolutely crazy of everyone trying to get to everywhere and do everything at once. But, you know, I think the average person... They want to do things once and then they're like, cool, we've done that, checkbox, yeah. done. And I think yeah. that um, that explosive nature of, um, of, of you know, this, these tourist hotspots, um, give it a couple of weeks and you'll probably find that you actually will be one of just a handful of people down there. Yeah, like people have got to get out of their system, don't they? Exactly. Yep, yep. And, and lastly, on the, on the dragon's head thing, um, just once again, we, we've had times where we had one time in particular we went down there and a Cameron Club were there at the same, or just before we got there. So there was 20 of them and there was about, you know, eight of us. So there, And there was a few other randoms as well. So there were about 35 of us down there. It was unbelievable, right? Well, we just managed to sort of get a spot and wait and be patient. By the time the sun went down, they all nicked off. And we hung around and within 20 minutes or half an hour of the sun going down, we had the spectacular shots of that beautiful glow on the rock, we had the slow shutter speeds because, of course, it was a lot darker than what Oz went before the sun went down, et cetera, et cetera. So we were just patient and they were leaving at the times that we actually were going, hold on, this is still good light, so where are you going? Mm. So being patient, waiting around for, you know, waiting around so that everybody else nicks off and you might think to yourself, well, I wouldn't normally do this, but, hey, let's give it a go and all of a sudden you've got, a shot that you probably wouldn't have thought of getting otherwise. So I think there's various ways around it. We've uh, probably flogged this one to death. And I think it's been hopefully useful, though. <laughs> That's it. Well, I'm sure skip, it has. If you guys just skip to the end, though, um, to work out what the punchline was, I can tell you, if you pick this episode up at, I think it was 27 minutes, um, we start talking <laughs> about relevant things. <laughs> well, well, we're just true to form, aren't we? I think that's yeah, just well. a typical Matt and Tom podcast, really. I I think people are actually listening in for that first 20, 25 minutes, to be honest. They don't bother listening to the rest. They go, I was just interesting in the the banter and the ramblings right at the start. You know what we could do is a really cool experiment. We could separate this audio track so you're in the left ear and I'm in the right ear. (laughs) And you can get people to mute the left or the right and we should get people to vote like which one they muted and 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 which one they listened to. Which one was most relevant? What did they get most value out of? That's it. Wow. So we could get scorecards. We could get Matt and Tom's excellent podcast scorecards sent out. (laughs) 
we could have a poll on our Facebook page each week. Who was let's, let's who wait. provided the most value this week, Matt let's or just Tom? Wait till, let's wait till next week, though. When when you know you've had a chance to prepare for a podcast. I know that that's next a new week. concept, but you said that you said that you're going to be going all out. Shall I remind you of the things you said you'd do? So <laughs> yes, please, post, please. You're, get, you're going to post something. Not in that the, I've got uh, anything else notes. on my mind. Yes, no. show notes. I always show do notes. my show notes. I always cool. do my show notes. Yeah. Now Go next on. next week, also you're going to read the Marie Kondo Art of Tidying Up book. Right. Which you like to read. I do. We're, we're going to try and somehow swing that back into a conversation about. Uh, about Lightroom and Lightroom. T- tidying up and making sure, you know, happy, what is it? Ha- tidy house, tidy mind? Uh, happy happy wife, happy life? Uh, yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> What's <laughs> I on the ball there or what? Uh, you're on, I'm on fire today. You're on a, a fireball. You're on a fireball. <laughs> well, thanks, Matt, once again for uh, joining in today. That has been yet another amazing episode of Matt and Tom's excellent podcast. Excellent podcast. Again, <laughs> next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye.